came from Gen X. <laughs> welcome, 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 fans, listeners, haters, and uh, people who have nothing else to do to It Came From Gen X. I am your host, Keith Porter, along with your other hosts, my best friends, Michael Skinner, Brian Fisher, also known as the guys from Reality Football, also known as the Four Musketeers, also known as some guys that ain't got nothing else to do but talk about stupid stuff on the radio. What's happening, fellas? There you go. There you go. How you doing today, Skinner? You sound a little stuffy hey, here, brother. Yeah, I woke up this morning with a big old head cold, but, uh, you know, nothing a little airborne and some chicken noodle soup can't handle. I hear you. Got the basement uh, framed this weekend, so okay. we start electrical this week and drywall next week, and hopefully we'll be done before the weather breaks. Awesome. You know you said you big old head cold. There's a joke in there. I let it slide this time. Mm -hmm. I got you. All right. Fish, what's going on, brother? I was going to say this, Skinner, so at least he has an excuse not looking so good. <laughs> so... Uh, you know, pretty pretty quiet weekend. I had a fire at a buddy's house on Saturday. Oh. It was a beautiful beautiful weather around here in Northeast Ohio over the weekend, and enjoyed that. Getting outside, chilling out. Um, I did go to the gym today, Keith. It was uh, okay. Get, get get a little bit more crowded, so people yeah. get more getting out there, getting more comfortable and stuff like that. But people were doing a pretty good job in their you know okay. distancing and all that stuff. I'm here tonight. Yeah. So, but good overall healthy. Okay. Hanging and in there. Good week. Yep. Um, mm -hmm. Got a lot of outdoor stuff done, and mm -hmm. when I got all my bought all my shoes for the summer, and uh, all my uh, summer clothes and you know, jogging suits and shorts, and mm -hmm. and uh, so I was glad to get that out the way uh, on the nice days that we had. So good. We're going to have all four seasons this week, fella. Yeah, we're, no kidding. Yeah, we're going to be winter tomorrow. It's going to be summer the next day. Then spring the next day, then down to fall, and vice versa. So make sure you take care of yourself, stay warm, don't get fooled by a little sunshine, keep, keep your bodies covered up, or uh, look like Skinner. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Northeast, <laughs> Northeast Ohio, literally 70 degrees and sunny forecast tomorrow, and chance of snow Thursday. So this is Monday. <laughs> crazy. So Tuesday, 70 and sunny. Thursday, chance of snow, and yeah, it won't I shock it any of us if it actually snows. That's all right. Just, okay. I, I, you yes. know, I, I taught drums today in Canton, which is mm -hmm. normally on Tuesday, so I'm a little mm -hmm. bit off here. Okay, so, yeah, I had a busy day today. I, I had an emergency call to teach a student who has to play a, a very difficult song in church. So the worship leader asked for me to come down and give him some special instruction. And since she had two other sons I teach, so she was like, well, you're down here. Might as well get those out the way instead of coming down Tuesday. And then, of mm -hmm. course, I had my other normal Monday lesson. So it's been a long day for me. I called Skinner racing up the highway and <laughs> said, I'm on my way. Um, so I haven't had anything to eat or, or nothing in a while, but I'm excited to be here. Uh, Cooper, our colleague, shout out to him, chomping mm -hmm. at the bit to be on the show tonight. because Oh, he sure was. He just he couldn't make it, but I'm so glad he couldn't make it. <laughs> <laughs> in, in regards to my little project that I had Saturday, you know, uh, I don't know why I told you guys about it, especially him. He sent me a text Saturday morning. I'm not going to even repeat what it said. But uh, <laughs> give you guys an update on my colonic. 
Okay. So, a little bit of history here. 15 years ago, I studied this and I decided to get it done. And I was referred to a doctor over here on Exchange Street. 80-year-old man has a private <laughs> practice in the back of his house. Um, oh, no. He had a funny sense of humor. I'm laying there on my stomach. He's back there saying stuff like, oh, now where's this go? And stuff like that. <laughs> uh, he could not. How can I word this? He could not get it in. He said I had the smallest opening of a small intestine that he had ever seen. Gave me all my money back after 45 minutes of trying. And trust me, guys, oh after 15 minutes of this, it starts to get a little uncomfortable, okay? I'm <laughs> um, sure. So it's been 15 years. I've just let it go. And the quest of getting healthier, gut health is so important. If all of you are listening, so important. I decided to look into it again and get it done. I found this place in Canton, off Whipple, uh, called Hope Depot. Wonderful, wonderful woman. Uh, one of the most pleasant environments I've ever been in. Uh, welcomed me, and uh, we had a great conversation. And I told her over the phone what happened 15 years ago. And she promised me up and down, well, you don't have the equipment I have, and I've done over 16,000 of these, and I've got small these, and this and that, I promise you. And so I get fixed up on this, this apparatus, and here I have this nice-looking lady Inserting this thing. What is this again? Huh? When did this happen again? Saturday. Saturday. Okay, yeah. so it's all the same day you were doing. Okay, yes, go yes, ahead. Yeah. Wow, and boy. And she couldn't get it in there. So she goes, well, that, she said, she said, oh, no. she said, that's a curvy one. Let me get a straight one. Because <laughs> sometimes your small intestine, you know, curves around. So she got a straight one and was trying to jam it in there. And after a while, I was like, look, lady. Either we have drinks or something, but, you know, this yeah. has got to stop. And <laughs> wow. she was, she's like, I've been doing this for 16 years. Uh, I've never had this happen to me before. And so I did not get it done. Wow. Again, 15 years later. Well, I did walk out with some wonderful products that have helped me uh, for pain in my knees and such. And she referred me to a friend who has a practice that he uh, does this thing with your eyes. And without you saying a word. He can tell you everything that's wrong with you by your eyes. And he gives you a cleanse from top to bottom through herbs. So I think I'm going to give hmm. him a try since we can't do it from the other end. So, I, we can tell you everything is wrong with you for free. You know what? I don't right. care. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> I think, why don't you guys put it in some notes for me? Number one, you, you're you're getting you fall for this hippie hair <laughs> stuff. <laughs> That's your first problem. We're gonna offer up a a special uh, uh, it came from Gen X episode where Skinner, Coop and I are gonna we're gonna get that cleanse. We're gonna going have for an you. intervention. That's of right. Sorts. Literally. <laughs> yep. It's, it's going to happen. I'm so All right. Anyway, again, welcome to our listeners, especially those listening to us here at WMBU.org, Internet Free Radio. We welcome you. And Fisher, tell them where else they can catch us. Yes. You can catch us at the uh, Hope Clinic. <laughs> at the- <laughs> At least one third of us you can catch yeah. uh, catch there. 
No, like you said, WMVU.org, uh, Internet Radio, uh, Monday, 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, we are on uh, all major podcast platforms, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. Uh, so just search for It Came From Gen X. Uh, look for our rubber duck logo with the laser shooting out of his eyes. Uh, thank you, Peyton, my daughter, making that for yeah, us. Thank you, Peyton. Uh, you can ask your home assistant device to play the It Came From Gen X podcast, and she will play that for you. If you do listen to us on podcast, give us a subscribe or a follow. Uh, it helps others uh, find the show. We appreciate that. And on Apple, if you give us a rating or review, we, we appreciate that, too. All show information on our Facebook page at It Came From Gen X, all one word. We put links to everything there, updates, fun stuff. Check us out there. Give us a uh, a follow and a like there, and you'll get updates on everything that we're doing. So if anything else, go there. YouTube channel, we put all our videos there of the same uh, shows. Uh, uh, it Came From Gen X on YouTube. And we are also on Instagram, It Came From G underscore gen x and tiktok it came from gen x 330 we put little you know fun clips out there mm -hmm. and you can email the show at it uh, it came from gen x 330 at gmail.com you can also email us right through our facebook page or comment there as well if you wish to reach out to us so thank you uh like follow subscribe we appreciate that yes. if uh, anybody else you think would enjoy the show give us a share Helps us grow a little bit. And again, welcome some new fans who might be listening to us for the yeah. first time or watching us for the first time. The page has grown a little bit more over the past week. Yeah. Uh, and, and so, if you're new, yeah. Uh, yeah. We are uh, four best friends, been friends most of our lives, some of us since mm -hmm. kids. Uh, mm -hmm. We're junior high, high school together. Um, and we are the guys for reality football. Now, there's a fourth one, John Cooper, who's on a leave of absence right now. He was able to join us a couple weeks ago, and he will be back. Uh, but we are the guys from Reality Football. Well, this is our new uh, creation um, called It Came From Gen X, and it's basically just about life through the eyes of Gen Xers, uh, people around our age, your 50s, later 50s. Uh, we have a lot of fun talking about the contrast or the dichotomy between us and millennials. We make fun of ourselves, and we just hope that you guys just enjoy the show and comment. We, we don't we don't shy away from any topics, no matter how serious or tough or f funny, you know. So uh, please listen and enjoy. With that being said, we're going to go to our world topics man, and I know he's got a lot of heavy stuff to talk about. Mike Skinner. News. Yes, sir. Hello, fellas. Hello. We are going to start off right off the get go. Um, a Gallup poll was released today. Okay. And this like poll found that 47% of U.S. adults belong to a church, synagogue, or mosque. Mm -hmm. Only 47%. It has fallen below 50% for the first time in 80 years. This Gallup poll, they've been connected, or they've been doing research from this since 1937 and this is the first time in 80 years that no one that 53% of the american adults are not affiliated with any church synagogue or mosque and i thought that was interesting and it broke it down even a little bit more and i want to get you guys' opinion on this mm -hmm. they're saying two thirds of the traditionalists still belong to a church mm -hmm. and again it's a mosque a church a synagogue and the traditionalists are those that are born before 1946. 
Baby boomers are at 58% mm-hmm. uh, of those belong to the church. Gen Xers, right at 50-50. And here's a big shocker with the way today has, has gone. Millennials, 30% of the millennials belong to a church. Here's my that shock is face. it. <laughs> so my question is to you, are you shocked at this? And my point is... Get off your computers, get off your phones, and go see some church. Go get some churching, for God's sake. <laughs> your boys are you some churching up. Go down there with that being the said, Cleophis. Let's let go Fish, because with you being a pastor, Keith, let's let you go last, but let's sure. see what Fish has to say about this. I thought it was interesting. There's a, not a lot going on, but this really struck my, struck my mind, and I would really like to hear you guys' opinion on this. Okay. Uh, well, it's not a shock. I mean, it's, it's, um, I don't know. I mean, for my, my, and I grew up in a, you know, my mom was very devout Christian. She still is. I mean, she goes to, she, now during the pandemic, I mean, she will at least will listen to sermons on TV or what have you, but she's been more comfortable to get back to church uh, recently. But mom took me to church every Sunday as a kid, you know, so it's something I grew up with and it was it was fine. And honestly, for I mean, it, 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 for me, I think it was as simple as as I got older, I just got tired of getting, I mean, just to be honest, mm-hmm. I got tired of getting up on Sunday mornings. I, I was that. tired. Thank you you know what I'm saying? It was, it was just as a teenager and stuff and right. young teen, mom gave me, and I appreciate mom as well. Mom yeah. gave me a choice when she felt I was old enough. Uh, to say, do you want to go or not go? Dad didn't go. And again, same deal. I think it was just, he just, just, was not overly religious and he slept in and stuff like that. So that was it. And then it's sort of, it's just, that's just kind of how I grew up from there. So it was, I had beliefs, all of that. It was just the, I guess the, I don't know, we call it laziness or Mm -hmm. the inconvenience or whatever that it is. And, uh, you know, uh, my daughter didn't really grow up around it either. And we never made her go either so it was something that she wanted to do it was we would have certainly done that but you know so she's kind of in the same i guess mindset not of sleeping mm-hmm. in per se but of just her i mean she has beliefs spiritual belief yeah, that's, that's i guess that's a common f- phrase mm-hmm. you know i have spirit I, i'm a spiritual person I'm not necessarily overly religious and stuff mm-hmm. like that so so that's kind of where i'm at but yeah i think it's i think it honestly just younger generations it just take church and, and my again it's just you know it's, it's not necessarily church. It's just to get people to go somewhere and spend time and focus on something, almost anything. Just takes everybody so stretched thin. Everybody's busy. Everybody's got tons of stuff. Everybody's so distracted with all the social media and crap like that. There's so many things to do just to get people pinned down and say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make an effort to go and invest time into something. Mm-hmm. I think it's just more challenging these days. So that to me, that's probably a factor. While some of the younger people's just not going, not necessarily about religion, but right. you know, that's me. So that's that's just my my take on it. So to piggyback that before you start, Porter, is we talk mm-hmm. a lot about millennials and the younger kids have no social skills, and this goes right along. I think along with that as well. It takes social skills to go and sit into a church and talk to the person next to you or in front of you or, mm-hmm. you know, talk to the pastor. Mm-hmm. And these kids today don't have the social skills unless they got a phone in front of them yeah. 
or they're sitting in front of a computer. So Absolutely. with that being said. All right, well, well said. Uh, before I address that question, I want to address uh, uh, Fisher here personally. Um, first thing I want to say is I really appreciate your candor in answering that question. Uh, that meant a lot. Um, the second thing I want to say is I just want to tell you this. Uh, as a friend from afar, I have seen a lot of growth in you in that regard. And I just wanted to, to say that to you publicly oh, you. on the show. Okay, so uh, I, 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 I kind of agree with, with, with Fish in a way that is not shocked. But I was surprised how low the numbers were, but I wasn't shocked, especially when you told me the millennial uh, percentage. And the reason being is there's a lot of things that you guys were kind of hitting on uh, that are part of the problem. Uh, number one, there's just been a decline period. Uh, we've seen so much more anger in the world lately. People uh, just angry. And all these reasons are why they don't go to church. Uh, fish hit on some uh, or whatever. The duck, uh, I think, is a part of that. Um, let's not, I don't get uh, fish make the comment about religion. I don't get into religion. I don't believe in religion. Religion is a man-made construct. I believe in people having a personal relationship with God. But what you're, we're talking about all churches. Some people have some affiliation with. With that being said, taking God out of the equation, I think people don't understand what you were talking about, Skinner, the things that are learned in church, the social skills. Uh, it's another place where kids are taught how to be quiet, what quiet moments mean, when it's time to be loud play, when it's time to listen. All these skills are learned inside of a church. The interactions, those things are very important. Also, technology has been a bad part of it. A lot of people are getting their churching via the Internet or television or things like that. And they think that that's okay. We talked about this in my church. There's a scripture that says, don't forsake, for, don't forget, don't forsake to assemble yourselves together. It's fine to watch programs on TV or whatever. But like Fisher said, his mom was longing to get back to the church. There's no yep. replacement for that. The fellowship, mm -hmm. how we come yep. together, things of that mm -hmm. nature. And I yep. think the millennials is part of the reason they're the way they are now uh, is because they don't have that part in their life. And I think it's an important part that helps you grow as an adult because a lot of things happen that you learn in church that you're not going to get anywhere else. Welfare started in the church, okay? That's where it started at. The church was an integral part of helping people in the neighborhood. Uh, we still used to get calls all the time in my church. Are you helping people for Christmas? Are you doing this? Are you doing that? We used to feed people every Friday, you know? And my mom would not get... Now, we're not knocking anybody, but she refused to get food from the food bank or any of that stuff. All the ladies stayed up all night cooking homemade food. I mean, the line used to be out the door when word got around. The best food in town, you know. She's like, if I ain't going to eat it, they ain't going to eat it, you know. But the things we learned there, we'd see people coming in freezing. We'd leave and run to the store and buy them hats and gloves and things like that. These are things that you learn, and the kids saw, and they learned it inside the church, too. So... And it's a sad to hear that, but uh, it'd be, there will be a revival in this country, trust me. One more disaster, they'll be knocking the doors down. <laughs> right. Well, let's hope. And like I said, I'm not a real religious person either. I went to church as a kid all the way through high school, went to Sherwood Park Baptist Church over there in Carnegie and Akron, and absolutely loved it. have friends that I still talk to today. Um, 
their parents, I see them out. And when I'm in Kenmore, I see them at places there, and they still talk to me as if I'm still 16, 17, 18 years old. So it's a pretty neat thing. I'm not active in the church. I still believe in in, in, in prayer. I still believe in the Word of God. Um, but my personal belief is I don't have to step into a church to know that I'm going somewhere later in life. I know where I'm going. And, and, I know and, God's and, right and there I, behind and, me. And I don't want to get into a debate, but that is the big right. mistake everybody makes. That's, that's I get belief. that. But that's not what the point says. Okay, I, want to put I that understand out. why you say that. And I think once life slows down, you know, me with uh, with us with the eight kids and the five grandkids, time has gotten away from us, and I'm waiting for time to slow down a little bit. If you Stop were a church boy, you wouldn't have all of Stop it. <laughs> but I, I am waiting. That's my point. I would like to have time slow down so I can go and interact with yeah, people again because certainly church, that, is mi- that is missed. So... All right, uh, my next topic here, and um, I just wanted to, uh, breaking news kind of thing, that the cargo ship Evergreen freed itself from the banks of the Suez Canal today after five days of being stuck. Um, what could have very well been a huge disaster was averted, thankfully, and um, well, time will tell to see how much of an impact this is going to be, um, over, especially over in Europe with the goods, because... Uh, there's, they're saying there's 200 vessels on both the north and south side of the of that ship that have been stuck for the five days trying to get through, and they can't just back out and go around because mm-hmm. uh, they were saying there was other ships that were being averted around the tip of Af- South Africa, but that's another seven to ten days travel time. That's why they take the Suez Canal because it cuts like six days yeah, of travel time absolutely. off. So that's why it was built. <laughs> so it, it's a story that me and Marcy have kind of kept, uh, kept up with since it broke. I think it was Thursday that it happened. And we're just in awe of how that all happened. I'm curious to see a video and I want to find it video of actually watching that thing come away from it and start heading out again. It'll be, I'm sure it's out there. I just haven't found it yet. Do you guys hear about that story? Is it out completely? I heard it. Yes, it is, is it? moving. They're going okay. to a lake that's attached to the uh, canal. It's going to go through a full inspection before it can go out uh, to its destination. Maneuvering that thing out, I mean, I'm, I'm seeing comparisons of Keith and the colonic and trying to... <laughs> You know, physics and... I gotcha. It don't fit. It don't fit. couple of tugboats in there trying to get things moving around. (laughs) Why do I tell you guys that? If we lift this up here and we turn this one this way. Okay, we get it. And Mikey Jr., you add any sound effects or any stupid stuff, tell me I'm coming to Seattle. We're going to call you the canal. Oh, no. The Suez Canal or whatever. What's the, what's the, yeah, because yeah, yep. you can't get a ship through there either. That's right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyways, all right. That's good. Like a, that. well, um, I don't know too much about it. I just know that the, the implications from this are going to reach far for a long time. I know Egypt is already talking about seeking compensation for a long time, and, mm. and there's going to be all sorts of things happen from this. So, I don't know. I don't even know what to say about it, man. It's just crazy. Mm. It reminds yep. me of uh, the Valdez uh, when yep. the oil tanker, when it hit 
and uh, well, the, we're still they'll investigate. They'll yeah, investigate yeah. if it's a human. They, they say there's some human error, a sandstorm slash human error, or something yeah. like that. So yeah, they'll, I guess they'll look sands, into it. They said a sandstorm was pretty pretty bad, but mm-hmm. um, it could have been av- avoided. As I'm also hearing, so mm-hmm. be curious oh, to see well, what happens. I guess we'll hear more of this down the road, right? Yep. So. Okay, I got one last thing that I want to pose a question to you. Back in 1993-94, do you remember what happened back then? If it doesn't fit, you must acquit. The OJ trial. The OJ trial, absolutely correct. And if you recall that that trial was on the air 24-7 almost. It was a show, wasn't a trial. It was a show. It was, it was a show. Um... Let's fast forward to March 29th, 2021. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's going on today? Well, we got the Greg Lloyd uh, murder trial. For um, Derek, Derek Tovins, yes. I believe is Officer, his name. Yes. And his murder trial. George Floyd, right? George, George Floyd. George Floyd, Floyd. yes. Yeah, yep. you. Okay. Yep. You're thinking of the Steelers. Uh, yes. Greg Lloyd. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> I got one question for you, and I know it's a heavy one, and I would like to know you guys' opinion on this, is should this trial be televised? Is it going to turn into a freaking show just as the OJ trial did some 30 years ago? Okay. Uh, I'm going to say absolutely not. Now, I'm going to be honest. I don't know how it could not be in the, the voyeuristic uh, world we live in, Internet, blah, 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 blah. But I just wish that they wouldn't. Um, us being Generation Xers, Gen Xers, we remember the the uh, the uh, OJ trial very well. Mm-hmm. Um, it was something that galvanized the country in, in ways that weren't good for the most part in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And I remember um, the comment was made, um, this trial is going to set uh, black and white relationships back 30 years. At the moment that I heard that that statement, I was with my. You guys all know JT, uh, guitarist, mm-hmm. marvelous singer, and we were in the midst of writing the Skillet Johnson album, and that's when I wrote the song um, "Don't Tell Me It's Rain." And the opening line says, "If it's okay to say OJ paid his way out of no way, it makes it hard to tell a child it's just as for all when they watch a murder trial going wild." They call it Generation X, but they are the next, and it's our job to make it best. First is jail without bail. Now show me the money. And I looked at, and when they said that statement, I looked at uh, uh, JT, and for those of you who don't know, he, he's Caucasian, and I said, Jay, what does that trial have to do with you and me? You know, uh, I hate that they made that statement, but this is what sells paper. This is what sells ratings. And yeah. I'm afraid <clears throat> right now with what we've had going on in this country, especially racially, especially as far as the police are concerned in the last two years, that somebody's got a lighter and right next to the fuse and are just waiting for an innocent verdict and all you know what's going to break loose. So I really wish this wasn't on TV because it's going to help sensationalize what's going on. Not so much the verdict, but all the little crap in between, them making more uh, racial overtones out of it than need to be. Uh, pitting one against the other one, because that's what the media does. That's how they make money. They don't want to see us come together. They don't report stories like that. They report stories like black person killed by a white person, blah, 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 blah. And then they want to make money. They hardly ever report black person kills white person, because that's not going to make money. So I wish it wasn't on TV. 
Uh, I, I'm sitting here with, with two of my dearest friends in the world whom I trust implicitly. Uh, our skin tones might look different, but it does not matter. Uh, we speak openly. You respect me. I respect you. And that's all that matters, in my opinion. Yeah. So, so your question, should it be on television? You say yeah. no. I say no. Yeah. Uh, I agree with you. I think that, yeah, that the OJ thing at the time was such a phenomenon. It, was, it really was just it was just him being a, a famous sports hero actor. You know, so I think that was just but you're right. It certainly did not help race relations back then. It was it was entertaining. It seemed like for a minute. And all of a sudden when you get into it's like the real deal of is this guy going to be found guilty or not it, it was it was quite the uproar when he was found not guilty you know so yeah. uh, so i i'm with you i mean i don't think they i i, I don't think it's televised i think it's you know we got more stuff brewing here unfortunately so um I don't know. I don't know what good would come out of it, uh, it having it on television. Because you're right, they're, they're going to fill they're going to fill time with commentary and everything else around it. I just I yeah. just don't see the, the and, value and all of that. And I'm sorry, so. I, I made a, a, a terrible mistake here. Let me correct myself, Skinner. It wasn't the riots from the OJ trial. I'm thinking of the uh, uh, can we all just get along? Uh, yes, that's yeah. The, uh, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah. Oh, yep. You're right. Yeah, good question. Well, yeah, I and Mike, I agree with both of you guys. I don't think this should be on there. Um, <clears throat> yes, it's it's a hot topic. It's a hot button. It's media today, newspapers, tabloids. They're looking to make freaking money, and what they're not understanding. All they they have those blinders on, and all they see is dollar signs. Yes, they don't look at the big picture and see what the heck is this doing to our world. What is this doing for our kids and our grandkids? And I say it time and time again, I feel sorry for my grandkids when they're going to be my age because I have no idea what this yeah. world is going to look like there, there's, uh, when there's they're our age. There's freedom of speech, but there's a responsibility of speech. Oh, absolutely. And so, absolutely. you know, the Rodney King thing got away from us. The the OJ thing became a farce. The judge mm -hmm. was playing to the cameras. Uh, the, the, the attorneys, you know, if it doesn't fit, you must acquit. You don't give it out slogans. What, what is this, a uh, commercial? You know, things of that nature. But, uh, you know, divide and conquer. The media understands this. The government understands this. Keep them, keep them separated. Keep them fighting. And whatever. Um, it's a shame. It really is. That's all I can say. It is a shame. Good so. stuff. Good stuff, Skinner. That's that's what I have for today, fellas. All right. Well, let's move on to some pop culture, if you will, uh, from our man, Mr. Brian. I wish I had a fish. Fisher. <laughs> What's going on, buddy? Hey. Pop culture. So, uh, yeah, so... Uh, but a couple of unfortunate uh, passings over the past week in the in the world of pop culture here. So, uh, author Beverly Cleary, 104 years of age, wow. from in Carmel, California, passed away. Um, so, I mean, 
our age here, Gen X, I mean, we, you know, we certainly had her books in our libraries growing up at our elementary schools yeah. and otherwise. So uh, Henry Huggins and his dog Rizby. That's it. Yeah, that's right. Henry Huggins was her first book published in 1950. Mm. Um, and I remember her. I remember the uh, Mouse and the Motorcycle book here with uh, Ralph. I think Ralphie yeah. Mouse or something like oh, that. Oh yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I remember that one absolutely. Yeah. So that was and that was uh, one of our. Yeah. Yep, that's right. So, yeah. So definitely a lot of a lot of kids our age and and uh, younger certainly grew up with her books, enjoying that. So, uh, you know, rest in peace, uh, Ms. Uh, uh, Cleary. And then a uh, pretty uh, popular actress, more on uh, television, Jessica Walter, passed away uh, peacefully in her sleep uh, mm. this past Wednesday at age 80. You might know her from Arrested Development. That's yeah. where she really had a breakthrough. So she stars as Lucille Bluth, uh, who's the family matriarch. Uh, so she was just a uh, you know, key, key player on that show. Very, very funny. Wow. And uh, I love the animated show Archer, which is, uh, you know, kind of a making fun of James Bond type yes. thing. Really, really crazy. Mm -hmm. And she did the voice for Mallory, who's like the head of the organization, yes. the gray hair woman, always, right. always drink. Just a great, great talent. So and she was in some other things as well. But uh, so rest in peace, um, Ms. Uh, Walter. Um, Let's see what else we had. A couple, a couple of the things here. Uh, this coming Wednesday, uh, the thirty-first on HBO Max, Godzilla versus King Kong will be released in the theater and HBO Max on streaming. Uh, have you seen the preview? Have you guys seen the previews? Are you excited for this? What do you think? Well. The original title was called Porter and Skinner Fighting Over the Last Biscuit. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. We'll do our own version. We get together. And, right. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh -huh. I, I'm totally excited about this movie. Uh, I'm a yeah. huge Godzilla fan, huge King Kong fan. Uh, I, I really enjoyed the last two Godzilla movies. Give it the King Kong movie. Uh, uh, Skull Island? Yeah. yeah it, was, also, it, was it was pretty good. Yeah, uh -huh. it was good. Uh, bringing them two back together again. Um, I am stoked. The previews look outstanding. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know how hard you can mess this up because, you know, um, animatronic monsters act better than most of the actors out there. So uh, <laughs> it, it looks like this is going to be a, a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Yep. Skinner, what do you think? You excited? Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm a little behind on the times with uh, those movies. The last one I saw is with Jack Plaque. Um, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, Skull the, Island. Yeah, Skull Island was the last one I saw, so I haven't seen the newer ones. Um, so I, again, I'm a little behind, but Catch I think this is going to be. Jack Black was a while ago. That was the new King yeah. Kong they re released oh, uh, some yeah, that's years right, ago. That's right, that's right, that's yeah, right, yeah. Right, okay. Yeah. Let's These new go. ones that come out, you know, I, <clears throat> sadly, I haven't seen them, um, but I want to. Yeah. Uh, especially okay, with this new one King coming Kong out. Movies, or, sorry, Godzilla movies are related. A couple of the same characters are in them. But the okay. last one, uh, Godzilla, King of the Monsters, I thought was outstanding. It, you know, Godzilla had a relationship with uh, uh, Mothra. And I thought it was cute. And the, 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 the ending of it was so awesome. After Godzilla just kicked everybody's butt, all the monsters just showed up and went, you the man, you the man. It was really, it was really cool. So check those out. They're pretty good. That's awesome. Okay. I mean, it feels like that, you know, uh, they'll probably fight 
and I'm sure I'm sure without knowing anything. The King Kong and Godzilla is going to have to team up against some I other force. Are, I know there are. You know, because I, I think, I think, I think Mecha Godzilla yeah, is supposed to be in it. Too, so that's, yeah. you know, I mean, you kind of see it coming, but that's still pretty cool. Because you I know, don't think so. the fans want to see them two fighting. You know what I'm nah. saying? You know what I'm saying? We want to yeah. see them team up. Uh, Godzilla is a very, very important for us Gen Xers. We grew up watching, remember mm-hmm. Channel 43 and all the Godzilla oh, sure. movies and Superhost. I mean that yeah. was just, oh, yeah. that was a good Saturday right there, man. You couldn't beat that stuff. Absolutely, absolutely, and certainly uh, Kong as well. So. Yes. Uh, Okay, so we're looking forward to that. We'll, we'll go back and recap that later. And then uh, Disney is also doing more releases on Disney Plus and the theater. Uh, Black Widow and Cruella are going to be released on Disney Plus. Now, for that extra rental fee of 30 bucks each, uh, I certainly... You give it some time, it'll be on Disney Plus for free. But uh, Black Widow, they keep pushing it around with the pandemic and everything. So Cruella is scheduled on May 28th, and Black Widow will debut on July 9th instead of May 7th. So, uh, and then Marvel's Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings yeah. uh, will be released in the theater strictly in, on September the 3rd. Yes. So are you excited for either Black Widow or Cruella? And if so, will you pay $30 to watch? It's pretty cheaper than going out with a group of with a family yes. for an evening and in the no. movies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Excited, yeah, but excited, not going to pay 30 bucks. Well, first of all, let yeah. me say this. Yeah. The, the Black mm-hmm. Widow movie almost lost my interest. It's been such a long time coming. I know the pandemic yeah. and everything happened. So, yeah. But uh, there's nothing wrong with paying us $30. And you do it like you used to do the old Tyson fights. Everybody come in and give a few bucks. Yep. And it's no big deal. You know, it's no sweat mm-hmm. up anybody's right. pocket. Sure. I personally have an app on my phone. You get to watch all that stuff for free. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm looking forward to seeing them. Yeah, I'm interested. I'll, I'm with you. I'm not going to spend probably 30 bucks on either one of them unless I had a couple friends over. Maybe we all watch them. Hell, right. we'll figure that out later. Yeah. But yeah. Um, anyway, so I'm with you. I'm with you there. But it, it is interesting that that strategy continues. I think that's going to last a little bit longer where they're going to play around with. And I, I think that. They'll continue to experiment, I think. So HBO, yeah. you know, they've decided they're going to put everything, all their major releases on Time Time Warner, or Warner Brothers, excuse me, right on uh, uh, HBO Max and the theater. All year they're doing that. We know that. Disney, I think, will continue to experiment in these sort of mid-level mm-hmm. movies. There's no way in hell they're going to put any big blockbuster no. on Disney Plus anytime soon before no. it gets time in the theater. But it'll be interesting. But they'll definitely experiment. Yeah. So That's a good idea. I think Maybe we'll pick one and we all watch it together, and write our own review of it. That might be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we'll figure that I out. I think, yeah, me personally, of the two, I think I'd rather see Black Widow mm-hmm. uh, over Cruella. But I'm interesting. I'm interested to see the the modern day take on Cruella. Yeah, that I think, I think, it, I think it'll do so, a nice job. I think so too. So I do want to see it. I think. But if you give me, all right, we're gonna spend thirty bucks. Which one's it gonna be? I'm oh, gonna well, save it for Black I mean, Widow. I'll see Cruella whenever I see it. The way I'm paying yeah. for that. I'm definitely Black Widow. We're all comic book guys, and I think the Shang Chi is gonna be. I'm hoping it's gonna be a surprise hit. I think they're gonna do a really awesome job with that. I hope. Yeah, that's so cool. Uh, the nice uh, feel-good story, I, I caught uh, the Lincoln Center in New York City. They're doing a program, this uh, Restart Stages program. So this spring and summer, they're going to have all kinds of different uh, outdoor 
pop-up concerts and performances and things kind of spread all throughout the city. Uh, some will be announced. I think some are going to, they're going to uh, surprise people and stuff like that just to kind of help restart the arts and all that. So like you could be walking down the street in New York city and some guy, maybe over there, some famous you know, musician playing the viol- a violin out there somewhere to help promote the arts in New York city. I thought that was pretty cool. To, okay. Yeah, just to bring yeah. some joy to that city and everything else and, you know, set up the set the stage, if you will, for when people can get back inside the theater safely and everything. So that was pretty cool. And then an interesting one was uh, we talked about non, I think I mispronounced it last week. I wasn't sure if it's, is it non-fungible or is it non-fungible? I think it's non-fungible. So non-fungible tokens, NFTs. Again, this is digital art that can be tied to an owner. So this is a huge new wave out there. Matter of fact, the Saturday Night Live did a- millennial, man. Yeah. <laughs> can't SNL did a cool it. skit. Go ahead. You own it, but you can't touch it. You know, not yep. tangible. It's, it's really a bizarre concept. Yep. It's almost like, so again, that joke also ties back around to your colonic thing. You own it, but you can't touch it. And anyway, that's, you could fill in the, fill in the rest. <laughs> this, this, this will go on for a while, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You open Sorry. them floodgates. You guys just write material. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, it writes itself, really. All right, so, so there's this robot out there, Sophia the Robot. Uh-huh. Okay. If you've not seen this thing, it's, it's very, eerie as in a way sexy eerie yes so she she is, is an artificial intelligence robot she has a face so she has facial human facial expressions you can carry on a conversation with her she painted a self portrait which apparently is how she views herself and her interface or whatever that is uh so she painted this picture and they auctioned off the actual physical picture and an NFT digital copy of the painting recently for $688,000. All this stuff is the current rage. It's crazy nuts. And it's just, uh, it just something that seems like it's going to be, it's going to continue wow. for a while. And I'm interested to see if the market continues like this or bottoms out, whatever. At the end of the day, it's still a means for, you know, humans to create art and make money from it. And that's wonderful, right? But just very, one of the, it's one of the strangest headlines I ever read, frankly, where a robot made art it, that sold for fish. big dollars. It's a little scary. Um, yeah. We grew up uh, with the sci-fi movies and, of course, the modern day story. Uh, the fear is of AI. You know, we see all the Terminators, mm-hmm. AI becoming self-aware <laughs> and taking over. So it's a little frightening when you start seeing things like this, you know, the art imitating life, life imitating art. Um, there's no way I spend that kind of money, even though I find it fascinating. Um, I could feed too many people uh, with that kind of money before I bought a painting from a robot. So yeah, it's, it's crazy. Like you said, it's nuts. <laughs> so, uh, by the way, on that topic, go back and watch 60 Minutes from this past Sunday. You can find it online. They did a whole interesting piece on this robotic company. The robots in this thing was fascinating i mean some of these robots look like they look like dogs wow and they're using them in the military some of them for like backpacks or you know like uh mule packs if you will Hmm. uh and some police forces are using them and stuff like that it's it's amazing 
Go check it out. It's it's pretty fascinating stuff from a robotics wow. perspective. Okay. So, Skinner, are you going to buy a painting from a robot or no? <laughs> no, no, I'm not. I, I don't understand it. That's my problem. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not a big arts guy. I'm a huge music and, and print uh, magazines back in the day with the and all that stuff. But I just don't understand this new this new wave art. I, I don't know if I've ever been to an art gallery to be truthful uh, in my time. It's just I, it's not me. <laughs> I, I, you'll sit my sit my butt down at the uh, on the hill at Blossom Music Center for a concert before you'll s- take me to an art gallery. Truthfully, hey, wow. idea art that poster you have to stare at real close and see if yeah. you can see stuff. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, that's three D. Yeah, I just had those all back in the day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, no, it's 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 fascinating, but at the same time, I don't understand it. That's my problem. All right. Well, yeah. Christmas, we'll get you a picture of the dogs playing cards. That's that's right. There you go. Just like just like old times, absolutely. Right. So that's uh, that's some of the pop culture headlines I got. To Keith, right. what do you got in the world of uh, right. hey, music right, and real sports? Quick, real, real quick, I want to make a correction from last week's episode before we send it over to music and sports. Um, we were talking about the Boston Marathon bomber and his trial. Um, the movie that we were talking about, I had said it was The Patriot. It's mm. actually the Patriots Day. All right. uh, Mark Wahlberg, Kevin Bacon. Thank you. Uh, but I want to make a correction uh, that I was given the wrong information when talking about that movie. Yeah, we got thousands of emails about that. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you did. People were looking. You guys, calls right now. Now it makes sense. This, 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 this damn guy's not even been to a goddamn art museum, and he's trying to. No wonder he can't get a movie Dude, title right. That's right. All right, okay, guys. Let's start off in the world of sports today. Sports. Not a lot going on. Of course, the big news is the Sweet Sixteen. Yeah. Uh, it means the women's basketball. Not a whole lot of newness in the women's. Uh, UConn was playing Baylor earlier. I don't know if that's still going on or not. Uh, I, I think UConn might have wrapped that up, but I'll have to check and see. Uh, but the mm-hmm. fascinating thing going on in men's basketball, uh, and I can't remember last time this happened. I have to check the record. In the Sweet 16, no Kansas, no Duke, no North Carolina, yeah. and no Kentucky. Well, yeah. I don't know if that, that's, that's ever been. Um, that's crazy to think. It, it really is, and it's just trying to get a finger on it. You don't know if this is after effects of the pandemic or what's going on because sports is so topsy-turvy right now. But uh, it's like a changing of the guards going on in, 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 in mm-hmm. college basketball. So, now, just Quick here, if you don't mind. So college basketball in general. Do you, uh, I agree with you. It's been several, several years probably since you haven't seen those major schools get in there. So in a way, it's kind of cool because you get some of these other... Yeah. Open- and don't guys, uh, uh, uh not Gonzaga, but uh, Villanova. They lost as well. Yeah. So, but certainly there's a factor too of the pandemic, and certainly the rules of college game where you can, you can you have to do the one and one done, and done right? to get to the pros unless you have enough talent to get out of high school, which is very very few and right. far between. Do you does that in itself diminish the college game as far as, or do you prefer to see have these kids go for a couple years at least? You know, get you know, learn the game more and make it more of a requirement to get to the pros. Or, yeah. Wow, Any thoughts on that's that? a really, really great question. Um, you know, th- th- think about that. We'll talk about, we'll talk about that. Talk about that more if you want to. But unless you have an answer now, we yeah, can always come back to it. I really was upset about that at first. I thought it was destroying the college game. 
I mm-hmm. thought too many guys were coming into pros and didn't have fundamental skills. Yeah, they mm-hmm. could dunk or shoot the three or something, but didn't have the ball handling skills, passing skills, things like that. And I still think that in a lot of ways. Um, but I think the college game has changed and adapted to it now. Um, I still don't like the fact of seeing this great guy. I like to see the kid come back and the create dynasties. You know, I like things like that, you know. Yeah. You're there for three or four years. You win the championship three or four years and leave this great legacy. You know, that stuff's gone now. So I still oh, yeah. miss it. But I think the college game has adapted to it. Fair enough. All right, what else you got? Sorry, just curious oh, what you okay. thought. That was a great question. All right, uh, also following the Deshaun Watson uh, debacle. Um, so today he tweeted, he, he deleted all of his Instagram and all this other stuff. And the news says he is automatically settling uh, some of these allegations uh, quickly and swiftly out of court. Uh, this reminded me of we mentioned the OJ trial earlier. I'll never forget a young girl. I think it was my stepdaughter at the time was so confused, and she went, uh, "Daddy, if he was guilty in another trial, how was he? I mean, if he was innocent in the other trial, how was he guilty in this one?" And that was mm-hmm. just from the mind of a child. I could understand her confusion. Um, does my question to you does? Uh, being found guilty or settling in a civil suit, in your mind, does that automatically mean guilt and the criminal charges? I'm going to say yes. Okay. I've always thought that. You know, back when I was younger, you know, I was still in college during the OJ trials. My first thought was, is okay, he was found innocent of the criminal charges. Mm-hmm. How the heck is he being found guilty on the civil charges? Okay. And I one never of, one could of the reasons, understand that. One of the reasons is the preponderance of evidence is different in a civil suit. Okay. Right. You, you have to have, uh, without a doubt, in a murder trial, uh, without a reasonable doubt. And in a civil right. suit, it's a lot, lot less. Right. Yeah, no, I get it. So, yeah, I think... When you're trying to do, especially when you hear hush-hush money and settling out of court and all that stuff, my first thought, and, and probably a lot of people feel that same way, is, okay, what are you hiding? Mm-hmm. Is my first thought. So that, that's my two cents. Okay, Fish? Yeah, I don't think, not, I don't think necessarily it means he's guilty on, on the criminal charges. I think, it, I think you certainly uh, weigh your options. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, you, there's certainly something to say, well, if he's innocent, he should fight for that and this and that. You're also talking about a heck of a lot more time and money and effort, and it's going to be very prevalent in the news for a long period of time. It's going to hurt his potential, you know, hurt his career potentially a lot worse, even if he wins, he just, uh, as long as it's going to be in the news. I think with this, he settles out of court. Uh, it's not necessarily admittance of guilt. And then you quickly move past it, and in this day and age, we will forget about it probably in a few months because it's just so many other topics and things floating around out there and probably what he's banking on as well. So okay, that's just my opinion. Okay. Now, taking the Sean Watson out of it, I'm just saying in general, I don't think yeah. it necessarily means guilt. I think uh, a lot of people are weighing their options. Like uh, you take a, a car company and they find out that there's a, a default in the brakes. They have what they call bean counters, weigh 
the possible lawsuits versus having a recall. Now, it's a shame yeah. you put people's lives in their hand like that, but this is what they do. Is it going to be more cost-efficient to recall this or the number of lawsuits that we might possibly have to deal with? And uh, sometimes these, these rich celebrities, you know, when you get accused of sexual assault, even if you're innocent later, the stigma is still on you. People look at you funny, still bring it up every time. They attach it to your name all the time. You can't Google a person's name without it not being attached there. So sometimes they just want to settle and get this over with, whether they're innocent or not. Now, with Deshaun Watson, listen, with the number of claims going against this guy, something's up, okay? When it starts to look like a duck, quacks yeah. like a duck, sometimes usually a duck. So I, I, I don't know for sure, but it's not looking good for this guy. And... uh I hope he gets it together. All right, so moving on to music. Music. Not a lot going on, guys, but uh, this day in music, very important. In 1975, uh, certainly one of the most important groups in rock and roll, something that has never been done, Led Zeppelin had all six of their albums in the U.S. Top 100. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was an astonishing uh, feat right there. Zeppelin was huge during their time. Uh, songs mm-hmm. are still standing the test of time today. Usually, most of your classic rock stations still do the greatest song of all time. Stairway to Heaven ends up, you know, number one or number two, depending where you listen. Uh, mm-hmm. Huge impact. Uh, how was uh, Led Zeppelin impacting your life, Sarah Fish? Uh, just, to, I, I mean, around here, I mean, they, they were on a, uh, the radio forever growing up. So you definitely had exposure to them. And to me, it's one of the more, it's one of the most musically talented groups that ever existed what all I the way around singing from singer to the drummer everybody yeah. you know was certainly hugely talented in, in his in his right so now I, you may not I, see that again i just gave drum lesson tonight i have a 60 year old uh female student and the lesson tonight was bottom triplet so it's funny yeah. that this came up mm-hmm. yeah i agree with fish i mean they are one of those bands you know, here in Northeast Ohio, you had MMS, you had Rock 107, you had 97.5, you had 98.5. All of them were playing Zeppelin up until very recently. Uh, even in some of the stations, you still, if you're listening to terrestrial radio, they're still on there. They're a huge influence on a lot of bands. Yes. I know Metallica, my personal favorite band of all time, mm-hmm. takes tribute to them and says that that was one of their idols growing up. Or why they got into the music industry was because of Led Zeppelin. Yeah, sure. So yeah, they are those. When you think of rock and roll, heavy metal, the first they're one of the first couple bands that come to mind has to be Led Zeppelin. Yeah. When it comes to talent, uh, all the way through, uh, bass player, unbelievable. Uh, Robert Plant had the voice. I thought Jimmy Page was a genius, and oh my mm-hmm. God, John Bonham. I mean, where does this redneck? Uh, white boy gets so funky. One of the most syncopated, heavy foot, 28 inch bass. Uh, one of the coolest, greatest drummers of all time. Uh, mm-hmm. He did more with one pedal than a lot of drummers can do with two. Um, his mm-hmm. triplets are legendary. Um, he was just something to behold in uh, the songs that they wrote. Um, just go on and on and on and on and on. When I hear people talk about Beatles being the greatest of all time, I, I think of bands like Led Zeppelin, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Uh, that blew them out the water by a pig. So yep. Uh, yep. they were just huge. And lastly, not least, and this is another coincidence because I was talking about this with one of my students today. In 1986, this is a great Gen Xer here, the song Rock Me Amadeus. Gave me ah. a Falco. 
And wow. I, was, Falco. I was going over uh, classical music with my one of my students today. He's 12. And I said, it was about uh, a Mozart. And I said, have you uh, heard, you know who Amadeus is? And he goes, wasn't that a song? Like, no, you're more honest <laughs> a composer. But okay, yeah, it was a song, too. Uh, the, the song was huge. Uh, originally sung, I think it was, it was a German or French. I can't recall. German. 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 Yeah. German. Yeah. And uh, Falco was huge for, for about two years. Uh, of course, he did the song Jenny, which I love that song. Uh, yeah, was, he did. It was very, very controversial, the video. And uh, it was all downhill after that because uh, it's about murder and what else going on. But Rock Me Amadeus, best you remember that that song. Oh, that's, a, that's an all-decade song. If you have an all-80s hits, that's going to be on that playlist for yes. sure. So, yeah, absolutely. It just grew. Skitter? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I'm, I'm a subscriber to um, XM Radio. Mm-hmm. And back when I was driving from Akron to Medina, which to those that know, don't know the area, it's about a 26-mile stretch. So I listened to a lot of radio. And um, there will be a lot of times that I'll turn it over to an 80s channel yeah. or 80s on 8. And Rock Me Amadeus would come on first thing in the morning, and you grew, can't man. help but yeah. you can't help but to put you into a good mood. Yeah, it's just one of those songs. Yeah, it's one of those <laughs> things you like to repeat, absolutely. And you got those people saying, what's that white boy doing just banging, you know, <laughs> thumping in, in that little car of his? But that's yeah. just one of those feel-good songs. Okay. Well, that's all hey, I You sound so old. Yes. We do, sound so we do, old. Don't saying that. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, yeah. It, it, I, it, I just uh, want to say something here. I am proud that I'm tight in my small intestine area. Okay? I just want to say that. Okay? I just want to put that out there. While you guys are making jokes. So, you know. Uh Oh, you've opened the floodgates that will not be closed for a while. I'm going to get cleansed herbally, and I'm going to let you guys know how that goes. Yes, so we're very interested. I know you are. We are interested in that. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I think on that note we should call it a day I think so this show's gone downhill man <laughs> alright fellas for, for our steam uh, co-host that could make us with, make it today John Cooper uh, Brian Fisher and Keith Porter I am Michael Skinner thanks for listening to us here at, um, it came from Gen X and we bid you farewell and talk to you next week. Have a good Facebook page. Go to church. At, do some church. And- yeah, go to church and go to our Facebook page. At it came yes. from Gen X. All one word. All show information there. Yes. Absolutely. Came from Gen X. W-B-U.org. Take care, folks. Get yourself a colonic. <laughs>